Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time, They Might Be Giants. I am your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with first-time guest, Garrett. Secret, 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 super secret, Garrett. (laughs) And uh, we're going to talk about the song, Ah! Off of Clean. Hey Garrett. Hello. <laughs> I, I didn't know how else to say that title. I mean, you gotta scream it, right? Yeah, you just you just gotta scream it. Yeah. <laughs> I I remember getting Glean on CD for the first time, and I I don't remember if I maybe hadn't heard the song on the you know the YouTube the Dial a Song yet yeah. or something. But I'm like, what is this AAA? What is this song? I wasn't <laughs> like, you know, because usually if I was gonna type ah, it would be like. A H, yeah. Be right? Or, yeah, yeah. That, that's like because I constantly, const, constantly, like while researching this, I constantly was writing the wrong name for the song. It's also hard to search in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, not the best. It, it, if if they were putting the song in the yellow pages, it would be good, a good <laughs> title. But otherwise, it's a little tricky. <laughs> so, so Garrett. Um, yeah, you had hit me up like a long, long time ago, and yes. then I think this was actually one of those instances that we were just talking about before the intro here that I was like, wait, who is this person? Okay, I don't know. And then you hit me up again, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, look, you're like, I'm already on the spreadsheet. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I completely the, forgot. That guy. <laughs> that I even that did guy. it. <laughs> yeah, so you've actually been on here for quite quite a while. You're like, oh, I'm still good with those choices. Like, okay, mm-hmm. all right. And then I realized I hadn't done a Glean episode since like last April. I don't know, whenever it was. I did Music Jail or whatever. So I figured it was uh, high time to do time, yeah. a Glean episode. So since it is your first time here, you need to tell the folks how you got into. They might be giants. People that watch your YouTube channel may be familiar with your fandom, but I don't know if you've ever really gone all the way back to why and how you got to love them. I don't think I have told anybody. Um, Well, I got into They Might Be Giants um, in 2015, the same year Glean came out. 
So holy cow, you're you're a, a noob as far as yeah, that. I, I'm a this baby. Old guy's concerned. I am. I know. Such a I know. Baby. I know. You're super secret, but how old are you? Or is that also secret? Uh, like, <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm in mid twenties. So I, like, I was in I was I was in high school. Uh, I was I was in high school when uh yeah, when yeah. It came out and yeah I guess that was seven years ago. Shit. Yeah, yeah. It's it has it has been a little while for me, but I know for for a lot of the Not older people, uh, it's a, a flash in the pan. I, yeah. I I got into They Might Be Giants during like a really really hard time in my life where it was like. Like, I had nothing. And there was, like, one time where I was, like, I finally got my first job. And I realized that, like, I had the power to buy anything I wanted. And I could <laughs> get into anything I wanted to. And I realized I had nothing. I was, I had, like, no, I, I couldn't think of my, what my favorite band was or anything. And then wow. right around that time, my friend showed me They Might Be Giants. And I was, like, this is, like, exactly what I need in my life. Because I, I had, like, no direction or anything. And what was, uh, what did he passions. play you or show you? The first song uh, was uh, a lot of people's first song, Instable, uh, Constant no- not Constantinople. And then right after that, the second song was Roy G. Biv. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I asked him, because we were going on a car ride, and it was like right after like I, I was crying and stuff like that, and that's what cheered oh, no. me up. And, um, and then like I was like, so after like wiping away tears, I was listening to Roy G. Biv. It's like, who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a great song. That's that's the song that got my nieces into They Might Be Giants. That's the song yeah. that I'm teaching again to this year's crop of first graders for mm-hmm. our They Might Be Giants program. And it's it's a great song. I mean, yeah. you know, I I love their kids albums, but then uh, uh, another side of my brain is also like. What if they took these exact songs and just put their really depressing lyrics to them instead? Like, think about like, God, like Triops has three eyes or Apartment Four. Like, those are great songs as they are. Yeah. Like, just take those songs, arrangements, melodies, and put adult lyrics on them. Man, I'd be listening to them constantly. Well, I, I, I mean, I already am kind of listening to them constantly. But yeah, Roy G. Viv is great. <laughs> Roy oh. G. Viv is a horrible man. Yeah. <laughs> Lives in a garbage can. Um, so uh, it's a sequel to Particle Man. <laughs> so uh, what I what I did is I, I went on this huge deep dive, and I was like, I had all the singles like like constantly going on my rotation, and then like this was like February, and then then I heard the announcement that Glean was coming out, and I was like. Oh my god, they're still making music. I had no idea. And <laughs> and it's been smooth sailing uh, ever since then. I've been I like, thought this was grandpa's I, rock and roll. I did. I thought they were long dead. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. To, it was so cool to see and uh, like I I love all the anticipation. I, like I was so I was so hyped for book and and, and I'm so glad uh they're still making stuff. Yeah, and uh, you, as a guy who got into them firmly in the streaming era, I mean, they were mm-hmm. putting out a song every week on their YouTube channel uh, in 2015. Um, you still have gone and bought physical copies of what seems like all the albums. Yes. Because when I watched your uh, YouTube video of your top 10 They Might Be Giant songs, you would always be holding up mm-hmm. a uh, CD copy of that. So I'm sure the fellas appreciate that, that... Uh, you know, you're not just giving them the streaming uh, pennies. Oh yeah, like 
I've I've always been someone who just likes to to hold the music. It feels like I I earned it. Um, and I know, <laughs> right. and I know for the, like streaming, it, there's there's nothing wrong with just streaming music, but just in my brain, uh, I I just like I have to own the music, and I have my own separate like files where I have all my CD music, and then anything I just don't want to buy on physical, I just stream it on Spotify. Mm-hmm. It's me. Yeah, I. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I came from the CD era. I mean, I was buying some cassettes. It was like the tail end of the cassette era when I started getting my own music. You know, I had like my MC Hammer cassettes. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, to date myself there. But um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle soundtrack. Secret of the Ooze, I think, actually. The second one (laughs) with uh, Ninja Rap by Vanilla Ice. Uh, Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Go Ninja, (laughs) go Ninja, go. But yeah, I will still... I still uh, proudly display my CDs and a few years ago built a seven foot tall, six foot wide CD shelf painted Uh, mint green and it is taking up like the majority of the wall (laughs) up in our TV room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my wife's like, yeah, what do you got there? uh, I see Garfield. Yeah, this is my my second CD shelf. I I don't have that many, so I I, I like, I just... Invest in getting this one, and this has all the They Might Be Giants that I own right here, so I have it mm-hmm. close by. Yeah. So one day, just give me a couple of years, I'll I'll catch up to you. Well, yeah, I mean, I've been building them up since like 1990, so it's, uh, you know, I mean, it used to be like, the, for Christmas, that was like all I wanted, like literally under the tree, it was a stack and my mom would wrap them all. She wouldn't just like throw them in a box and then wrap the <laughs> box. So they'd just be all this whole stack of CDs individually wrapped and then like one ribbon attaching them all together. And that would be like, <laughs> you know, it's like $150 worth of CDs or something. That, that is so sweet. Yeah. And my <laughs> wife keeps saying, oh, we'll, we'll get rid of those someday. I'm like, no, no, we won't. <laughs> for when for when Spotify goes under because of Neil Young or <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> I, I fear i fear digital anything just because i i'm like one day just some executive's gonna get mad and just pull it all yeah. it, it could happen yeah i mean it seems like you know like even with like not to get too much on a tangent but like think about like facebook or something like yeah. their user base is like it's really like new users is just slowing down to a crawl yeah. You know, like TikTok and Instagram are still going, you know, incredibly strong. Even though Instagram is owned by Facebook. But like Facebook, I feel like at some point something will happen either with legal proceedings or just like they're not making the money they were. And all of a sudden, poof, like everyone's photos that they just had on Facebook are now gone. Forever. Right. Like and then me again, dating myself, I had bands on uh, up on MySpace yeah, and a few years ago, I don't know if you remember hearing about their like server crash or their loss of data or whatever it was that like all of these MP3s were lost uh, and people that only had stuff on MySpace. But but again, I had hard copies of all of my own stuff, so that wasn't really a problem. But something like that could happen. Oops, we lost every <laughs> Facebook photo. <laughs> yeah, listen, they'll they'll laugh, but we'll be the last ones laughing. <laughs> Someone tripped over the cord and unplugged the thing, and now all your photos are gone. <laughs> Spilled their coffee on the wrong desk, and there you go. It's all yeah. gone. All your They Might Be Giants uh, fan photos are gone. All of your, yeah, your, you, you spilled, yeah, you spilled coffee on your uh, laptop, and now all your MP3s are gone. 
Should have got the CD, man. Exactly. The CD. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Glean was the first album that was new as you were an existing fan. The first uh, album that you heard um, fresh. What were your thoughts on Glean uh, as a whole, having had a little bit of an introduction and then hearing new stuff with the rest of us? Oh, like it like when I listen to Glean and just because I've listened to it to death, it's it's not my favorite. Like my favorites would be like Lincoln and, and stuff like that. But when I mm-hmm. just having Glean to go off of, it was like like a revolution of sound in my ears. I was like, <laughs> this is so creative. And like I've I've listened to my fair share of ska, but like the way that they might be giants uses their their horns and and everything, I, I was just like, that is so creative. Everything is just so whimsical in in such a, a perfect way and i've never had a, a real connection uh with a band before and it was like my whole life i've been kind of searching for music that sounds exactly like this and um standouts it doesn't really exist <laughs> yeah no no standouts like let me tell you about my operation um is is probably my favorite on, on the bunch i loved erase wow. i played that one to death um, and it's funny, I picked Ah specifically because at the time it wasn't my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a, a very strong connection with Ah um, because it wasn't my favorite. I do like the song now, but there was a time where I just would not play it. Um, huh. And the reason it's be- is because... Uh, when I first got my like ESOL in like 2016, um, I would plug in my key, my plug in my uh, like aux, mm-hmm. and what it would do, it was it would immediately start playing whatever song was the first in alphabetical order. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so with those three little A's, as soon as I would plug it in, without even asking, do I want to listen to music, even if I wanted to charge my phone. It would immediately start playing as loud as possible. Nice. It would scare everyone in the car. <laughs> and it would start my morning with blaring ah as loud as it could. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah, my Mazda does a similar thing because I've got mine, it has like a USB in. Yeah. So I have like all of my iTunes on a, a thumb drive. Yeah. And yeah, and if you queue that up, it doesn't just happen automatically when you start the car. Well, actually, I guess if you already have the USB selected from whenever you got out of the car last time, it would kick on. And oddly, what's come on right now, what comes on when you do it now is uh, an album called Sleep Well Beast by The National, which mm-hmm. is not at the beginning of the alphabet, but for some reason, the file name or whatever has like a slash in front of it. So since it's oh, like a I symbol, right? It's it's like, oh, this comes before A. So <laughs> it plays that every time. But that's a nice little like kind of piano intro. So it's not uh some It's r- not nearly as aggressive. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and anytime it would like come back on through the shuffle like throughout, I would get a huge jump scare like oh, it scared the crap out of me. It mm-hmm. made me say <laughs> Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah, so I was asking you about Glean because Glean is um, kind of a divisive album in the fan base for some mm-hmm. reason. Um, 
I mean, we were talking about Facebook before. Are you even on Facebook? Uh, I've I've slowly went away from Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I do have like some people I went to high school with, and now they're putting some really crappy opinions on there, and so I just kind of <laughs> kind of just stepped away from all that. I have it, but I, I'm I'm very active only when my mother says I posted something on Facebook. Can you see? Can you look at it? <laughs> <laughs> right. You have to get an, a, a, a notification outside of Facebook to go into your Facebook. I need a reason. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I'm scrolling through the uh, ship posting group right now, and of course I can't find what I'm looking for, but someone was dissing Glean just like yesterday. Oh, come on. Yeah. Um, ah, shit, I can never find it. There's just too many people posting here. Okay, it's uh, a Gilmore Girls meme. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the names of the characters, but it's some guy saying Glean is the worst album. And then another guy across the table says, not anymore, referring to book. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. <laughs> so it disses both the newest album and Glean at the same time. And then, uh, yeah, I hopped in the comments there because uh, my friend AC, who has been on the show a couple of times, uh, how are you so wrong about both of these albums? <laughs> and I said, don't worry, I'm recording a Glean song episode tomorrow and we'll defend its honor. Um, so with that said, Glean isn't my favorite album. I mean, but when they have a million albums, oh, you know, yeah. it's like ranking them is tough. Like outside of like my top five albums, they, you know, kind of depending on the day where Glean would fall. Um, but I think it definitely was a grower of an album mm-hmm. for me. Um, because I think it has slightly fewer Linnell bangers and those are what are like the quick hook Mm -hmm. for me to get me to just listen to the album more and more and more. Yeah. Um, there's more weirder ones, which you think, you know, the deep, you know, fans would be into, you know, the weird stuff. Isn't it, isn't that why we're not just listening to, uh, you know, whatever other pop rock band, I don't know. Yeah, like, um, like hate the villanelle is uh, a very is a very odd song, and I can understand why, like, some people would be like, uh, it's oh, it's a good writing exercise," or <laughs> I can help the next one in line. Like when they were like listening, like going through all of the the dial dial a song songs. I like when people were like, well, "Okay, which one's going to be on Glean?" Probably mm-hmm. no one thought that was going to be unclean, <laughs> um, uh, but it's 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 really it's a very interesting album. It's it does have like middle child syndrome. It's so different from everything in between it. Um, but I think that's one of the reasons why it is a, such a cool listen. Yeah, it uh, yeah because even like Linnell's, like, I was thinking about book. Uh, and I was talking about this on the, the I Lost Thursday episode, which just came out today as, as we're talking, um, about how, I mean, I mean, not definitively, but book is almost separated exactly as half Linnell pop numbers and half Flans weird numbers. It's like mm-hmm. Linnell st- sticks almost exclusively to like these really poppy ones with the exception yeah. of maybe, uh, the opener synopsis for latecomers is a little weirder. Yeah. One. Um, and Flans does have a really poppy one with moonbeam rays, but it's almost entirely, it was almost like they decided, okay, I'll do the pop ones. You do the weird ones. And that's <laughs> that they might be giants mixture. Whereas like glean, 
you know, erase is definitely a pop banger answer. Mm-hmm. I love answer. Um, unpronounceable. And Flans has his pop ones too. Like all the lazy boyfriends is really, really catchy. Um, but then like even, yeah, underwater woman, hate the villanelle, end of the rope. Those are all kind of weirder or slower ones from Linnell. Yeah. Um, so like they're both contributing a lot of weird ones, which I think is the way it should be. Cause Linnell is good at the weird stuff too. Mm-hmm. And Flans is good at the pop stuff too. And I love book, but it is very much divided like that where Glean is like, they're both getting in on the weirdness. But I think with in a, a good with way. A band. Yeah. 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 I think a band who's been around as long as they have, they have to be weird to stay fresh, and they've always been able to go in that well. I mean, Exquisite Dead Guy is a weird song back then. Oh, yes. Uh, and so then good. this, and Exquisite Dead Guy would sound like it would go and glean, like. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and people picking on glean is weird because, well, and then. Not to read too much from Facebook. There was one other uh, <laughs> comment from a guy named David Hamill. I don't know who that is. He says, Glean and Book are both on the top half of my top albums list. And <laughs> I don't know why people pick on them when phone power exists. Because <laughs> <It's like, laughs> phone power would be the one that I have a, a bone to pick with where it's like, you know, about half of it's really good and half of it, mm-hmm. like they're acknowledging, okay, phone power. It's like they call it an album, but it's almost just like, okay, here's, the scraps <laughs> yeah because with it, it like i was surprised when phone power was even announced because i was like this is all it's uh, everything that we couldn't fit on glean um or, like all the stuff that we really really liked we put on glean and then after that we put on phone power and that wasn't a kid song <laughs> <laughs> it's true right because it didn't yeah. go to why yeah um mm-hmm. but there- there's phone power. There we go. Yeah, so yeah, with phone power, like stuff like I thought would go on Glean. Um Oh there's there's still some rockers on there. Yeah, for they're, sure. They're, they saved still some. good ones. Yeah, for sure. Uh I mean Shapeshifter oh, I can listen to that song like five times in a row. That one's so oh, good. And it's so buried good. deep on phone power. Such a good song. Um but yeah, it's funny how they've made that kind of distinction lately. I mean, you kind of came into the fold a little, you know, on the the end where they were starting to call all of all of these things albums. Whereas back in the day, something like, um, I don't know if you have album raises new and troubling questions. Yes, they call that a compilation. They don't call it an album, even though it's like really, if it came out today, they'd probably call it an album. Same with uh, the bonus disc on the else. Um, cast your pod to the wind mm-hmm. I mean that could hold up against something like foam power that is just full of good songs um, so it's it, it, it's weird for someone to pick on a, an album like Glean where the band is like this is the first in the three this is like the cream of the crop here Yeah, and fans are like meh Phone power's better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. People, man, I don't know. Maybe they just want to root for the underdog or whatever, but Glean uh, is great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's not in my top five They Might Be Giants albums, but it's not their worst album by any stretch of the imagination. So, uh, I don't know. People in a shitposting group, you know, they're just, it's it's all like, it's all in good fun, but it's all yeah. very, uh, 
a lot of negative jokes. You know, every it's, community it's, needs a villain, and they've just decided Glean is that villain. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, um, and people. I, I think maybe I've convinced people otherwise, but I used to get a lot of shit for uh, ragging on the spine. <laughs> and oh. the, the spine, I think, it has the opposite problem of Glean. It's just like all pop rock songs. Yeah, um, yeah. We we actually see the uh, same. We actually kind of have the same opinion on on the spine, um, because when I listened to the spine, I I was like, this sounds very of its time. It sounds like inspired by the recent stuff. Uh, it, they weren't really doing their own like thing too much, except mm-hmm. but like, and like my favorite songs are like Thunderbird, and that's like because oh, yeah. it's kind of different, you know. Oh, that's that's a great one. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, that one is paired with On Earth by Nina and is a massive episode that uh, is super, super fun. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm like, where's the rest of the Stock of Wheat type songs? Like, that's, yes. that's like, we need more of those. It's just mm-hmm. like, pop song, pop song, pop song, pop song, <laughs> all the way down to the end, Stock of Wheat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a great album, but, like, I had people... There were a couple of people that made memes about me uh, <laughs> not liking the spine. And I'm like, well, I'm getting meme. That's kind of cool. But hey, I like the yeah. spine. I just, you know. I would, uh, again, favorite. the worst They Might Be Giant album is still better than some of like other people's favorite albums that I just don't like. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So the spine is better than anything Zeppelin put out. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if That's I was going to pick which album I would rather listen to, and it was Mothership or The Spine, I would pick The Spine. It's shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they've yet to put out... I mean, My Murdered Remains, I guess, is a double album, but they even call it My Murdered Remains and then More Murdered Remains. Yeah. They've yet to put out a proper, like, this is the album. It's 80 minutes long. Yeah. Handle yeah, it. Well, man, yeah, what... what? What would they do with that? That would be interesting to hear. Oh, they do a double LP. Did they release this as a double LP? Uh, what? My murder remains. Yeah. Do they like? Yeah, it has. It's two CDs. Yeah, two CDs. Do they put it on vinyl? Two vinyls. Oh, uh, that's a good question. Not sure. I mean, I think it. I think it would probably have to be. Yeah. You can't even fit as much on one record as you can on one cd mm-hmm. as far as minutes go yeah i don't know um but yeah so so glean ah uh-huh. ah say ah is uh buried a track 13 mm-hmm. out of 15 on the album so when you picked this one i'm not even sure if let me tell you about my operation had been picked yet it is currently held but you picked ah even though it was one that did not jump out at you right away um uh, no the problem was it kept jumping out at me <laughs> okay scaring the crap out of me it just um, wormed its way into your brain uh because it became it it became kind of this big running joke with every anyone who came into my car and uh it, it, it would be something that like i i every single day I, me and my roommate would drive to work and so he would he would be like wait for it wait for it 
start the car and he's picking the exact moment for him to start screaming the song as loud as he can. Um, and now, now, now like that problem's been fixed. Um, and I even Ooh. thought, I even thought of making my own song that was 12 minutes of silence with one more extra a, just so I didn't have to handle it. Um, but thankfully I got a new phone and somehow that fixed the whole situation. But, um, now that like time has gone past and, and it's stepped away. Now, when I listen to the song, I listen to the song, but also just like getting into, they might be giants and having this very weird constant problem that lasted like seven months. (laughs) And, (laughs) and, and I just look back and I, and I have, a very good fondness of that time, but also I do like the song and, and especially like time heals all wounds. I feel like most people, if they go back to glean, they might, they might like it a little bit more because more time has passed. Uh, same with me and, ah, yeah, people give glean another shot. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things about, uh, uh, musically is, is what would shock you, uh, getting into the car because it's like, it's got this punk energy yeah. that I love and just that, you know, that just like snare on all four beats. It's so aggressive. I know that Marty's never been in a punk band, but that's like his version of like, you know, a punk beat and it's solid. And it's, it's such a wonderful, like it's a, it's such a funny, like hard hitting song. And, I, I also really really love the the horror elements to it. I I, I love I love horror uh, so much, mm. and I, I like how they delve into that kind of thing. But then they just give it a nice little curveball halfway through, uh, changing the subject of like what is the thing that's supposed to be so scary, <laughs> right? Uh, well, okay, yeah. So let's. Um... Yeah, we can go into the lyrics first then, speaking of that, because I was looking at the interpretations a lot, uh, and a lot of people bring up, um, well, just just to see how it compared to what, what I was thinking, and people had brought up horror stuff a lot on there, which was not previously what I had had in my brain, but I, w- mm-hmm. I want to hear, um, go through it a little bit for me from the horror movie aspect. I mean, the video definitely reinforces that with it's kind of like Blair Witchy kind of running through the forest thing mm-hmm. and Willie Mallon White's head popping up. Um, but, <laughs> uh, so so break, break it down for me. What's uh, what appealed to you then from this horror angle? So like first off, like what's behind the door behind the piled up furniture, instant zombie movie. Uh, yeah. So like you have your zombies, what's hiding underneath a blanket, pull it off and see like, ghost imagery mm-hmm. um <laughs> reach inside the wall feel around <laughs> gross <laughs> Ooh, dusty <What>? ah, spiders <laughs> <laughs> uh in the time we removed these bandages uh and like this just disgusting figure i i think a very twilight zony with that one um eye yeah. of the beholder kind of thing um mm-hmm. and and like i was a big twilight zone kid so like the whole time i was just like imagining all this stuff when i first heard it in a uh awesome 
Or how about like The Invisible Man, where they take the bandages off? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I, I do. I think my favorite part of that first verse is the reach inside the wall and feel around. As a guy who has found <laughs> something inside his wall, uh, that oh. one appeals to me the most. I live in a very old house, and uh, when they were fixing some plumbing stuff, like the big line that goes down to the the sewer stuff, they'd open up the wall in the basement to get to it, and they found an old can of insecticide and this oh. is like like yeah it, it, but if if you look at it you're like that is like pro- i mean our, our house is like 125 years old and you look at this canister and it's got writing in english and in german and it looks like something like the the tin man from wizard of oz would like oil himself with like it, <laughs> it doesn't look like the modern like ra- a raid can or something and uh yeah we still have that up on a, a shelf in the basement there because it's like, too cool to throw away <laughs> that's one of the best things to find hidden your wall <laughs> yeah i mean i mean you'll, you'll see a lot of people like i don't know i think uh sometimes you know contractors and stuff will have fun when they're putting up drywall or something they'll just like put their like coke can behind the wall and seal yeah. it in for future generations to find and it's usually something like that but uh yeah you know it could be like you know dead mice or something like that yeah. i've seen like um i've seen like a couple of memes where some people would just like hide fake skeletons inside the side the uh, wall and the floor. It's like, ugh. oh, I should have done that down here. We had to have a uh, French drain put in. It's like basically like a moat, like around the whole wall there underneath the floor, where so that water will stop seeking, seeping in. But mm-hmm. they had to chop off like the bottom like three feet of drywall. I really should have shoved something in there before they patched it back up. <laughs> <laughs> a treasure map that leads to nowhere <laughs> oh man so then um so then yeah we got the, the first chorus <laughs> what's this button do yeah <laughs> <laughs> <What's> that? <laughs> that's my like, favorite. That, that, that line just what what's this button do makes it makes me think a kid is saying it it's like what's yeah, this yeah. do no boop <laughs> <laughs> but like the, the the whole chorus like when i was if i was writing this song like when i'm thinking yeah aggressive horror and then as soon as you get to the the first chorus i would not i would never thought what's this button do as my first thing i would write down remember that episode of the walking dead where carl blew himself up because he pressed that button <laughs> yeah that's exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly what's going um, on here yeah and the, and how are, how are sausages made like i love that saying like you don't want to know how the sausage is made i think that's just a hilarious old adage or whatever you'd call it um so yeah you get that little bit of humor coming in there um with that with that turn of phrase so then the second verse so then what do you make of that the second verse okay so it kind of just like thinks okay we're going down this path of we're going to be doing horror and then let's just switch it up with you know what's even the most terrifying? Like making your partner mad or, or being in this like really it, like in a toxic relationship, but I don't think it's going that far. Just being like, um, my wife has a problem with me. <laughs> and I, <laughs> what did I do? Exactly. That, that would be, that's more terrifying than all of these other like horror tropes. And that's kind of like what my, I was going with. Um, yeah, <laughs> Why'd you hesitate? What was the thing you were about to say? And like, oh my God. Yeah, I, I feel that. 
<laughs> I get uh, very much uh, turnaround vibes from, well, obviously, why'd you turn away, turn your head around so I can see? <laughs> for some reason, I always, and I did the episode not that long ago for turnaround, mm-hmm. uh, getting like the <laughs> images of someone pushing you down into an open grave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then we get more into the horror element, if you, if you want to think about that. A paper white mask of evil. Uh <laughs> <laughs> they, they, yeah, I mean, there's always been creepy imagery, and uh, they might be giants, and there's always been horrible, doomed relationships, and they might be giant songs. Yeah, and then it just, yeah, hand in hand <laughs> joins the two. Yeah, the I perfect the, marriage. I think the most like terrifying sentence is just this open-ended one of, "Is there something else that you haven't been telling me?" And yeah. like, I can just, I, it's almost like I'm in the room. <laughs> Where like this is happening, and I and I hate every second. It's so tense, and like with the like extremely high paced music, you're getting. I, I get like a very 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 minor panic attack from that little <laughs> relationship part. Because yeah, I think it, mm-hmm. the purpose is like relationships are just as scary as anything else you are terrified about. <laughs> Yeah, and you never find out what it is. There's never an answer never. to any of these questions. You know, what what's inside the package? What's uh, you know, how is um, the sausage made? Right, how is the sausage made? <laughs> you don't want to know. Uh but <laughs> my favorite though, like the most hilarious part is the second chorus. <laughs> is there any truth to the story that I heard from this guy that if you peel apart a golf ball that deep inside, they put some alien blood? I'm going to find out. Now. Man. How do you come I, up with that? That's just fantastic. Well, well, there is like some kind of weird crap in there. There's some like weird stuff inside a golf ball. Really? Yeah. Like, I, I saw this like right after I... I haven't looked it up since I listened to it for the first time, but I googled inside of a golf ball and it's there is some weird stuff in there yeah i'm i actually just googled what's inside a golf ball it looks like alien blood (laughs) alien blood no uh (laughs) at its core a golf ball is made from rubber it is then covered with either plastic a thermoplastic resin called serlin or urethane um but really I, i i don't know it's Whoa, and the artificial crystalline compound that's also used in pesticides. Okay, so there's weird shit uh, in golf balls. But, I mean, it's pretty much rubber. I don't know. Are there special golf balls that have some sort of liquid in them? Well, there's this one where it has, like, a whole chart of, like, different weird stuff inside. When I think of a golf ball, I would never think it's as colorful as it is on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, like, this does kind of look like if I just, like... For some reason, I had an alien in front of me and decided to cut its finger off. I bet the inside would look kind of similar to the inside of a golf ball. Oh, he, oh, here we go. Okay, so Titleist has used a saltwater and corn syrup blend inside their golf balls. But Beer. today's today's core is made from synthetic rubber. So there used to be alien blood in there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would make golfing so much more expensive to do. Have to track down an alien each time you want to make a golf ball. Yeah. <laughs> They've been breeding them just for golf balls out in Area 51. Look it up. Look it up. It's true. <laughs> Look it up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, speaking of which, um, Area 51 and all the lore that goes with that, what I, my head kind of goes to, um, 
it wasn't so much the horror stuff is more of a conspiracy theory nut kind of thing okay okay right so someone who's like always thinks there's more to the story than there is like they've piled up this furniture in front of the door but they just open it up and it's their front yard <laughs> you know whatever right there's nothing That's you know a really reach smart inside the wall and feel around it's no there's nothing there there's nothing inside the wall you know so like they're thinking that yeah a blanket covering up something Oh, there's got to be something really fucked up in there. Something the government doesn't want us to know. Whoosh, lift the blanket Whoa. up. Oh, that's it's just my couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, ticking package. Oh, I forgot I ordered this new old school alarm clock. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. that's how it always went to me. And I think the line that probably drove that home was the alien blood thing. Because it, it's just so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's just like people that their brain goes to this place where it's got to be something weirder or more sinister than what it really is. I've I've never like even thought that that, that thought never even crossed my mind, but it does it does fit very well within within like the structure. Um, and even when it comes to the relationship part, it's like conspiracy theory people. They're just very paranoid about all this stuff. And even if their, yeah, their wife or their partner or whoever just had a bad day at work or whatever, and they're just, you know, in a little bad mood, uh, mm. there's got to be something more to that. Are they, are, are they cheating on me? You know, like their brain would go to some far-fetched place and it would just make things worse. Oh, my. Oh, geez. Oh, that's, that's also like extremely, that's actually even more scary probably than just a regular relationship. <laughs> Dating someone who is like this. <laughs> right yeah they're just so paranoid they don't trust anybody yeah they don't trust that surface thing they don't trust what they've been told there's always gonna they gotta go deeper even when there's nothing deeper yeah yeah i like the horror thing too though like really thinking about yeah there's something horrible behind the door and then there is a bomb in the package and there is uh the delicious alien blood inside the golf ball I don't, is there a single person in the in, in interpretations who who have uh, who did the same thing as you? Because I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> Trendsetter, you are right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should submit this interpretation now. That's <laughs> um, ah, on record here. I'm too lazy to type that out. Uh, so, uh, musical elements of the song. Uh, again, I, I love the the punkness of it mm-hmm. and as far as instrumentation goes it's standard giants you know the the power quintet you know yes uh you know both john dan on guitar danny on bass marty on drums linnell on the keyboard and i love those organ tones that he gets yeah they're the uh, very kind of and they almost lend to like a horror element they're almost like that creepy church kind of organ da, 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 da. Right, a little Phantom of the Opera type organ, uh, mm-hmm. and I love the. Um, I mean, if you're really paying attention to being a dork about it, like me, when it has those big holds, um, dun, 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 right before the holds, there is an effect on the organ, and whether it's done, I mean, it's probably done on his electric keyboard. I doubt, you know, I don't think Linnell likes dealing with vintage gear, like some sort of old Hammond organ or something like that. Yeah. But there's a, there's an effect where like, if you were pulling a, a draw bar on a, on a real organ where the vibrato 
the waver of the pitch increases and decreases through that held note. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a constant steady uh, wobble to yeah. the vibrato. It kind of speeds up and slows down. So there's some like adjusting there as the, the chord holds. And that uh, for a keyboard and synthesizer dork like me, it's just, uh, you know, it's just a little bit of icing there, you know. Yeah. They're not it just doing those preset sounds, you know, yeah. on the old uh, Yamaha keyboard. It's those little touches, those little touches that just yeah. make a good song a little bit more great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they do that all the and time. And I love the, the panning of the, the guitars. You can really hear, and I'm not sure who's doing what, um, but in the left ear, you got the, the chords that are kind of just going on the, um, kind of just on the backbeats and like kind of like little stabs and the chunt, 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 chunt. But then you've got that real dirty, distorted guitar just doing this climbing line, down, 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 coming out of the right ear. And yeah. uh, it's really cool headphone song. Yeah, because like, well, like the way I was thinking of how the music was being presented, it, it reminded me a lot of kind of like the psycho shower scene, like with the <laughs> knife going, eh, 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 yeah, right. <laughs> and then the other sound sound makes me just think of someone's chasing you. So you have mm. someone chasing you while brandishing a knife, and that, that's how the it, it feels like when you listen to the song. Yeah, and the uh, the little half step thing I d- it does. I think it's a. Kind of uh, like half steps and chromatic stuff are used so much in horror films. Like, I mean, yeah. the Jaws song, you know, this the little. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, I don't know. There's something just so ominous about just, just, just a half step, just that one interval, or even like the psycho music. Like the strings are doing that cluster chord, the re re re, which is just all these really notes just really close together and yeah. not a pleasing interval. Um, it's something just about this, just a couple notes really close together. It just makes you feel uh, that tension, yeah. that anxiety. Ooh, I, oh, I'm getting a, a shiver in my freaking <laughs> spine just thinking about uh, all of that together. It's like, ugh. Now, I um, do you do you play any instruments? Um, I played secondary percussion for six years, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Nice. Uh, okay. Um, so were you playing stuff like uh, any any mallet stuff? I mean, are you that familiar with uh, you know, like playing <laughs> melodic stuff? I was mostly, uh, Garrett, here's what I want you to do. You're going to be playing the cymbals. <laughs> so hey. I know nice how to loud. play a C. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I did all of the mallets and the wind chimes, and I used the timpanis, um, well, bass, yeah. but like, when it came to the um, like the mallets and stuff, they really try to keep me away from there because I wasn't that great <laughs> at it. <laughs> that's that's the hard shit there. Exactly. I mean, as a guy who teaches band, I uh, yeah, I don't I don't let kids join on drums. I let them join mm-hmm. as percussionists, so they yes. need to learn both the snare drum and they rent a kit that has a glockenspiel in it as well. And mm-hmm. it's always the, like. Oh, but it's so hard. I'm like, yeah, well, look at these flute fingerings over here. Exactly. Deal with it, man. <laughs> I I had my own xylophone and a lot in my a, and I used it and I practiced it and how I and it was like my own xylophone. So what I did is I labeled all of the keys to help uh-huh. me learn. Um, I would have yelled at my students <laughs> <laughs> as you should because there's a reason why I wasn't on mallet a lot was because I found out in sophomore year of high school that. I labeled them wrong 
and I wondered why all the songs <laughs> sounded terrible. And that's because in sixth grade, I started with with everything like like three notes too high, and so everything <laughs> sounded wrong. And I kept saying, "No, it's right. It's I have it written down." And and instead of trying to fix that issue, I kind of was just put in the background a little bit and said, "Just play quieter." <laughs> it is really tough that when you got someone that comes in um well like i have a a a girl that just uh transferred from another school and came in on clarinet and while she has been playing as long as some of my other kids i don't know what the other band director was doing but like Mm -hmm. she is really far behind and i feel so bad but it's kind of like we're playing like we're prepping for this big like uh district-wide thing um and playing this piece with all the elementaries in the in the junior high and it's it's we will rock you which yeah. it's it's like the tr- it's the tradition that that we do with all the bands and she's having trouble with like the five like basic first notes that you'd learn mm-hmm. and i'm like here's this piece that has this huge range and i mean it's 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 like junior high level and she's only yeah. fifth grader um but it, it it's just like okay here's here's a part you can do here's a part you can do and i'm not saying like fake it or whatever but i'm like you got those parts mm-hmm. now when you go home and practice you just got to worry about these other parts okay yeah. you already got that go home and like don't let it overwhelm you just these couple little parts you need to work on that seem really hard right now but if you just focus on like okay there's these couple of four measure sections uh you know then it won't seem as scary but oh, yeah it is tough, yeah. If you if you burned it into your brain as you know, the 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 C actually being the A or something, yeah. Then yeah, that'd be hard to unlearn. And and I understand why. I mean, teaching in a group in a group setting is is kind of hard because uh, you're you have the sophomore coming in who is a uh, I I was like a one of the uh, section leaders because we had like eight symbols and I was in charge of teaching them how to march. Um, nice <laughs> and like with with the whole thing it's like a section leader should know how to do this and i can't stop teaching everybody to yeah. make sure my section leader knows how to play <laughs> the correct notes so i understand the reason why he, that kind of went the way it did i, it, I have passed hard. off a little bit of of the work to uh another clarinetist that sits next to her i'm like uh, can you make sure she knows the like the obviously the dun, 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 dun. Dun. I'm like I got to talk to the percussionist about something real quick because uh, they're doing these sixteenth note rhythms that they've never that they haven't done yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you check her fingerings for the <laughs> for the the hook of the song? Make sure she's got that. So uh, that that does help. You got to delegate a little bit when you got that many kids in front of you. Um, but I guess the main reason, you know, going back like 10 minutes ago, why I was asking if you played like a melodic or harmonic instruments mm-hmm. is that um, the chord progression to this song is really fucking strange and yeah. genius. Um, so looking at it, and again, I should even probably just stop bringing this up, but like the, the top of the, the chord uh, tab on the wiki, there's a slot where you can put in the key. Yeah, and I always take issue with this uh, because uh, they have a lot of weird songs that either change keys a lot or are just in this really weird ambiguous thing, and is just you know the key putting the key up top 
could throw somebody off. Like someone who knows like, oh, in D minor, I can shred the sweet solo over the top of it. Well, it's not going to work because the song isn't really in D minor, um, at least not for most of it. And mm-hmm. while I was uh, waiting for you to hop on the call, I started playing it on the piano um, and didn't get good at it by any means. But uh, it helped me figure out how crazy the chorus uh like is in particular mm-hmm. um but if you look at the verses so like it's you know we're saying like oh it's in d minor so the verse starts in d minor but then it has an f major g major a major and those are in you know sequential order yeah no key signature would have three major chords right in a row in scale order there's mm-hmm. n- no no key signature that that does that so like immediately you know that throws the d minor out the window or like oh there's there's an accidental like really it should be uh what what would you have there let's see it should be a g g minor and an a minor so like d minor f major that's okay but the the g should be a minor and the a should be a minor if the song was in d minor so out of the first, out of the four chords in the verse, two of them are not in that key. So, what key is it in? I don't know. Because, yeah, the, uh, let's see. Yeah, and then when it gets to the chorus, if, um, when I put it on piano, it creeps up in a way that you don't notice with the full band recording. Cause you'll hear Danny kind of drops down an octave halfway through mm-hmm. and you, it, but if you put it all in ascending order, it goes through a full quote unquote scale of some weird, you know, we'll just call it Linnellian scale. Linnellian. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it, it goes, it covers a full octave in this, the weirdest way. So here you get a G minor, um, which, like I said, would be in that key, and a B flat's in the key of C, but then it goes from C to C sharp to D. It's just, it's the weirdest thing. Uh, let's see if I can if I can play that whole thing, at least going a little slow. Yeah, I already messed it up. And, and that's <laughs> then that's it to find out now. So it's just climbing up. It's it's crazy. Yeah. What's uh, what's this button do? I wonder what's inside this ticket package that's addressed to me. How are sausages made here? What am I made of? I'm gonna find out now. <laughs> it's it's insane. It's like the whole the whole thing is just almost disorienting the person playing it. <laughs> yeah. It, um. It would definitely disorient a, a guitarist you were first showing it to. It, yeah. it makes sense when you look at it on the piano, mm-hmm. um, but on a guitar, just looking at this this chord chart, just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> B-flat's not that fun to play. Uh, G minor, I mean, you're having to bar all this stuff. It depends how much you like bar chords, but you're just climbing all over the place and doing all these different shapes. It's it would be a major working on guitar. I mean, it's a work on, on piano, mm-hmm. but when I put it like that, I'm just like do 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 do, like all the way up in some mm-hmm. scale that I've never heard of. 
Uh, <laughs> it, it just does these whole steps, half step, half step, half step, whole step, whole step, whole step, half step, half step. Just in this no combination of any scale that I've ever known. It's just like something that. How do you even come up with that? Exactly. Like how does that? You know, and and I know that Linnell comes up with his lyrics last, mm-hmm. at least typically, you know, from what I've heard. Um, but does he come up with the chord progression first or the melody first? Because I feel like he writes his melodies on the keyboard. Like, that's mm-hmm. been my hypothesis. Like, the way that his, his melodies sound don't sound like he just shouted them out until he figured it out, but that he's playing it on the piano and, like, his right hand is figuring out a melody that eventually gets words put to it. I feel like with this one, it, it it might have been the chords just for this song, maybe, just because it's so like creepy and like yeah. like mm-hmm. going up the line, and then kind of the whole song kind of melded along with that. Yeah, but like that chord progression is so bizarre. Like you could be plenty creepy, like keeping it actually in D minor. True, very you true. Know, a, a regular old minor key, you know, D minor. As Spinal Tap has taught us, is the saddest of all keys. He could have just <laughs> stuck with T minor, but no, he immediately jumps out of the key and just starts doing all this wacky stuff. And you're thinking like, oh, minor chords, those are spookier, those are sadder. But he's like minor, major, 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 like all these chords <laughs> that should have been minor. <laughs> yeah, he changes them to major. That's true. So it's uh. I don't know. It just like blew my mind when I, because I had already figured out just like going over it in my head that was like F major, G major, A major. Those shouldn't be right in a row. That's not D minor. But then while I was waiting for you, so the, us getting a little bit of a late start was like, I was like, okay, I get, holy shit, what is this chorus doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> How is this sausage made? I don't understand how you make a song like this. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Uh, I think one of the biggest crimes to humanity and clearly that's not hyperbole is that the song has never been performed live yeah what's up with that and like i i was i saw them on tour in 2016 and like i was like did i did they not play that and i'm like i don't think they did but i i i I thought surely surely this was played live but i i I don't think so i don't i don't think it was when it has not been played does not have a play count yeah i don't yeah Um, yeah. A little bit of a Mandela effect, but I, I, I'm but when I really think I'm like, I don't know if I heard that live. Wishful thinking. Wishful yeah. remembering. Yeah. Who knows? And we could have been the only time it's ever been played live and no one recorded it and everyone forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> they should the wiki remembers all. They should dig it out just like mm. they dug out like 2082 has made its way to the um the what you call it, the quiet storm mm-hmm. and i it might still be in the set list once they pick these these shows back up but it was it it was dug out after like seven years of not being played yeah. um for the first batch of the flood shows when they were supposed to have happened in 2020 <clears throat> so i think ah is definitely a song that should be Busted out. I mean, it's two minutes long. Just like cram it in there somewhere in the set list where you need just like that extra boost. Yeah. You know, and then bring it back down to like If Day for Winnipeg or whatever. Um, It's a great song. Are we ready to hear some covers? 
Yes, I am. Yes. I am pumped. Uh, so first up is Jordan White, and mm-hmm. Jordan White had ukulele covers that appeared on the show a few times <clears throat> before I knew who he was, uh, and now he's actually signed up to do a song uh, on a future episode. What? Uh, Whoa! Where is he at? He signed up for Chip the Chip off the escape team. And Jordan White is the, I believe, head editor is his title for the X series at Marvel Comics. Whoa. Yeah. And he's also a very good ukulele player. So, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll drop that in here. That's pretty cool, huh? Like for us dorks, I, I you know, I, I I don't collect comics like I once did, but mm-hmm. I still have much love for the, you know, everything that goes along with comic books. So that's super cool, and I'm excited to talk to him about that stuff as well as Chip the Chip. But what do you think about his ukulele cover? Oh, I I really like uh, his ukulele. I really like his ukulele cover. Like I noticed, I went through a little bit of some of the other music that Jordan had, and. Love this awe cover, I, and I like the ukulele a lot. It really kind of changed the the whole vibe of it a little bit. Because I'm like, ukulele is such a nice sounding instrument. With this song, it's almost pleasant, like in not a creepy way. Um, <laughs> and Jordan has a good taste of music. Like all those covers, like pretend to be nice by Josie and the Pussycats. I was <laughs> so shocked, and I was like, that's a good one, all right there. That's a hidden gem. But I, I, I yeah, I love the. Uh, the awe, the awe cover on this one. He just busts ass through this thing. <laughs> like, he is going faster than the original, which, for a song that's already pretty fast, is impressive. And ukuleles, I can get around on a ukulele, okay. I'm teaching yeah. a third grade ukulele unit right now, actually. Uh, and with the chord progression that I just went over in painstaking detail for anyone listening who doesn't care about chord progressions, uh, <laughs> thinking about <laughs> playing these chords on a ukulele just makes my head explode. And he just whips through them like nothing, you know, just no problem. And it sounds great. You need to give your uh, third graders a trial by fire and just play this and say, all right, go <laughs> <laughs> see how they do. Yeah, they, they they maybe get the first chord, and then that's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, D, D minor, D minor isn't too bad on a ukulele, but um, bar chords on a ukulele. And and Jordan, like he's a guy with some big hands. I've got pretty big hands. Like once you start getting into some of the more complex fingerings on a ukulele, I mean those frets are tiny. You run so, out of space. Yeah, I mean moving around with that kind of accuracy. I mean he's he's a legit ukulele player. Like I just 
fuck around on it, you know? Um, but yeah, some very impressive stuff. He does cool, like he does no effects covers and many, many Boston's and all this kind of, you know, stuff in the punk realm. Um, he's a cool guy. So yeah, I'll be talking to him at some point about chip the chip. Man, I haven't done an escape. Team. I should probably hit him up because I haven't done an escape team episode in even longer, uh, than a glean episode. Exciting. I'm excited to hear like what Jordan's like taste is with the giants. Cause he already has pretty good taste in my book. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, you know, being involved with Marvel, that puts you, like, at a whole other level of, like, nerd herodom, you know. (laughs) It's uh, It should be a pretty cool uh, conversation. Uh, Moving on to uh, another friend, Gerwin Kramer, on his YouTube channel called Join Us, Mm -hmm. um, is this song not from join us uh his cover of ah a little abridged cover with uh, a funny video let I'll, I'll drop the audio in here piano cover what'd you think uh i wish it was the whole thing because <clears throat> I, 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 I was i was vibing i was vibing uh liked what i like what i heard i wish it was the full thing but uh that he made up with it with all the uh the nice little <laughs> video effects on the on the video <laughs> uh all the different screaming like you get like a bunch of stock photos of people screaming and then like i think dwight schrute's in there yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, it was a, it was a very very cute video. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Gerwin's a cool guy. Uh, we collaborated on something way back. You can find on this might be a podcast.bandcamp.com. We mm-hmm. had our, our quote unquote group called Your Kind of Kitten, which uh, <laughs> a Team BG tribute collective. We've only done the one song so far. We did this mm-hmm. is only going to go one way. Uh, and that was man that was 2019 um and yeah he did toy piano and vocals on that cover i did some drum machine bass guitar and stylophone and we also had dana williamson on it sonia russo and bryce hurst uh all cool people but mm-hmm. uh german yeah a, a little uh, a little snippet yeah of, just a little fun uh-huh. little yeah thing. i think he's playing around on it and realized like myself it's chord progression don't make it no sense i'm just gonna stop right there and that's yeah. the end <laughs> I, g- I gave you enough <laughs> that's enough so okay next up is guest host who have been in the cover section quite a bit and this is from the glean for australia compilation yes that's again a lot of uh, friends of mine the people that have become friends through the podcast uh, are a part of this was right before the pandemic raising money for uh all the wildfires uh for wildfire relief in australia uh and this came out yeah march 18th 2020 right as ev- the shit was hitting the fan everywhere um so australia was hit by these wildfires and then 
COVID just right piggybacking on that. Um, so yeah, there's the, the whole album of Glean is covered like twice over, I believe. And guest host does the first version of, uh, that Mm -hmm. pops up. So let's listen to that. This one, out of all the covers, this one was my favorite. It, it is so awesome. I, lo- I love, I love the take on this one. Um, I never, I never uh, seen Glean for Australia until you you sent me that link, and I'm like, whoa, this is cool. This is freaking awesome. And um, and I, uh, ooh, I um, I only I listened to it twice. I wish I listened to it a little bit more to get it uh, like. But more in my head uh, about why mm-hmm. I liked it so much, but the whole time I had a big old smile on my face. I'm like, this kicks ass. Yeah, it's a uh, it, it's a pretty faithful cover, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's done it's done well. I think th- there's some spots where it maybe drags a little bit, and for like a song yeah. that I'm just so used to, like the punky energy mm-hmm. of the original. Um, but I mean for a guy who's going in and playing every instrument. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's tough to do. Oh, it, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, Joel Yellowitz is Joel. guest host. He's both the guest and the host <laughs> guest host. So nice job, Joel on that. And I am the other, ah, well, I should give more of the credit to Noah Daniel. Noah Daniel and myself are the other cover of Ah on this Clean for Australia compilation. That's right. And yes, and I'm going to drop that in saying that I pretty much am just the drums, drums and backup vocals and the rest of the credit I will give to Noah. So here is that. What's the other door behind the Dressed to me, how a sausage is made 
What'd you think? Be gentle. No, I'm just uh, <laughs> you know, okay. Since uh, you're the host, uh, uh, Joel uh, was not my favorite. This was my favorite. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I, I, I really, I really did like it because, like, like drums, awesome. It was a very, it was a little quiet, but it's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Um, you know, I was listening to this. I feel like I gotta dig up my main wave file of this i feel like something happened in the upload because it sounds mm-hmm. more lo-fi than i remember yeah <laughs> now now noah recorded his stuff he's in germany mm-hmm. and he sent over his accordion and that's what i really like stuff I, yeah i like yeah. the accordion i was like that is that is a cool way of doing ah it was it, that was like so different when it, the accordion popped up i was like this is new. What is what is this going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's proof that fun. there should be more accordion in modern day Mumpy Giants because it's like getting phased out, man. I don't like it. I don't like that one bit. But it shouldn't sound quiet because I I was beating the hell out of those drums, and um the I was I was making the drums a little bit more complex. Like I always feel like Marty is holding back sometimes. He is so skilled. I, I put in like way more fills and cymbal crashes than he does just to go full yeah. punk energy on that. Um, I think we probably should have put some bass guitar on it because it is mostly trebly stuff like the accordion and uh, and the guitar. But uh, I was pretty happy. It was it was fun. And I, I, I mean, I think I kicked out my end of it in a day. <laughs> so, you know, for <laughs> oh this, uh, money making. Good cause. Uh, charity cause. So. It was. Uh, yeah, I, we should have a They Might Be Giants album made for every tragedy. We'll get a whole new album every month. <laughs> Be awesome. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of which, yeah, you do share a namesake with my uh, poor student who is still um, going through chemotherapy for his brain yeah. cancer. So I will promote, as I always do, uh, the compilation for uh, Garrett Kiefer. Purple Toupee is still available um, for sale, and Garrett's got it holding up to the camera right now. And yep, yep, uh, yeah. It's it, it's been a tough road for him. I mean, he's been going through chemo a long time at this point. Yeah, and I was able to write his mom another pretty big check recently. Um, That's good. But sales sales have obviously slowed uh, after that initial push, but there are still about eighty copies left of the initial run so people can head over to uh this might be a podcast.com and uh buy that yes you know. buy it yeah from one so. garrett to another you ha- if your name is garrett you have to buy it you have to support <laughs> the other garrett's that's the law and, and hey it's it's good am i right yes oh oh there is when you got freaking justin mackery on here i was like <laughs> oh my god and all the yeah. bonus tracks I was not expecting uh, from uh, the Roman songs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you get a value, people. You get a value. Yeah. Double disc. Double disc. I'm really happy with how that came out. Yeah. And especially for like indie and punk fans, there are a lot of uh, big names on there, as well as a lot of good friends that I've made through the, through the years. Noah's on there mm-hmm. as well, um, doing Whirlpool. So... I think that, yeah, that's all the covers. So we are to the point in the show where you need to score 
this song. Now, you are a man that has ranked They Might Be Giants songs, which is a type of scoring. So now it's time to put a number to Ah. To Ah. Now, yes, Ah is not my, it, as you saw in my in my video, if you if anyone's seen my video, it's, it's not on my honorable mentions. It's not my favorite They Might Be Giants song, but I, I do still think it's it's one of their like more fun songs it like if you asked me way back when what i would score ah i would probably score it a four out of ten but (laughs) now that time has gone and i had time to like appreciate ah i still i would give it a seven out of ten that's how i would give it I, i think it is a fun little thing seven out of ten yeah uh this song Again, yeah, my my relationship with with Glean was it was kind of a grower, like I said, and a, a song that's tucked way deep in the track list definitely you know, has to like fight really hard to become you know noticed, and and especially in a case like that. Um, and this one got a huge boost when Noah was like, "I'm covering it. Uh, you want to throw some shit on there?" And I'm like, "Sure." And I'm like, "Man, this song is awesome! Like, why yeah. why haven't I been listening to this more?" So that was uh, two. Yeah, two years ago, uh, at this point. So then, it's it's become a big part of my rotation since then. Mm-hmm. And then, even just the past few days, um, f- just realizing all that went into the songcraft of this minute fifty nine second song uh, yeah. boosted it even more. I man, I think mm, the rare occasion that I'm going a little bit higher than my guest. I think I'm gonna go a seven. Point 7.4. Ooh. 7.4. That's good. That's good. It's it's great. And that that the alien blood just, you know, is <laughs> delicious and nutritious. So, you know, gotta give it to to ah. So your uh YouTube channel, Cactus Malpractice, tell us more about that. Yes. It's not all they might be giants. What is it? Uh, Cactus Malpractice. I make bad music reviews in the sense that I review mostly ba- uh, quote-unquote bad music, what a lot of people think is bad music. I get user suggestions and I give my thoughts to see if uh, the things I was suggested is indeed the worst album ever made. That's my main thing there. Uh, so I've reviewed The Shags. Um, I've reviewed... Uh, Lou Reed's lot, Metal lot. Machine Music. <laughs> yes, I, I've reviewed Lou Reed. That is a very divisive one there. <laughs> that, I gave my thoughts. Um, but um, They Might Be Giants, uh, I I actually had someone requ- uh, talk to me that I was going to review, and they asked me as nice as possible, please, I've had a really bad year, do not review my album. And so I was <laughs> like, well, what am I going to talk about? What do I have like a whole bunch of knowledge with already? <laughs> So then I did the They Might Be Giants top 10, and now I'm starting to talk about lots of other... Uh, when I have the chance between the bad albums, I also give some some recommendations to some people I like. Um, yeah. I, yeah, you got a Weird Al top 10, you got a Cake top 10. All yes. in that, that, that wheelhouse of uh, They Might Be Giants fans. A lot of overlap uh, with those. And uh, may I check out your Lemon Demon one? Because that's one that, like, you know, he's come up in... With covers of, uh, you know, I first heard about him with his old, old Birdhouse cover when I played that mm-hmm. on the show. And people are like, wait, you don't know about Lemon Demon? I'm like, no. <laughs> They're like, you need to get, I just haven't gotten around to listening to more. So yes. maybe your video should be my introduction. 
I apologize for the kazoo covers. I had to start going with that route because uh, <laughs> I, I, I found out that most people don't like me playing copyrighted music on YouTube, so <laughs> you, you know, get to enjoy that. I mean, that. really, though, I've listened, I've listened to uh, and read up on this kind of stuff because I am putting the MIP Giants music in here. I mean, for one, I've been in contact with MIP Giants management. They're aware of the podcast. Mm-hmm. They don't have any problem with it. Uh, except for certain like IFC type secret things, stuff like that, yes. um, not being played. But as far as copyright stuff goes, and I, I have a friend who's a copyright lawyer that I've talked about this stuff too. If you are discussing the clip at hand, you are free and clear legally to play that, whether it's a movie clip or a sound clip if you are discussing it. If you take someone else's song and just use it as like your theme song or your background mm-hmm. music, that's when you can get in trouble. But yes. if it's, it's like a analytical type of thing, um, you know, I'm coming at this, you know, from an academic standpoint mm-hmm. here on this might be a podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm discussing, you know, the high art of They Might Be Giants music. Uh, I never play more than like a minute of something anyway. You should yeah. be fine. I mean, if there's someone like who was a smaller artist was like, could you not do that? I mean, you know, then I would respect that their of wish course. is there. But legally, you you should be fine to play that Lemon Demon stuff. Did he not want you to? Um, Lemon Demon, I just did it just to be safe because mm-hmm. uh, They Might Be Giants actually had no issue. I had no issues with doing the They Might Be Giants top 10. Um, Weird Al... The whole video got like I couldn't put ads on it. Shut shut that down. So ever since then I was like, okay, going forward, I'm just going to make my my copyright. There's no way copyright will ever get this covered. Okay, so was it just like the the YouTube bots that were recognizing the song? Was that that's what it was? Yeah, and if you try to like repeal that, um, mm-hmm. and YouTube says no, it could lead to a, a strike on your channel, and that's just something that's oh, very risky. Okay. So, wow. it, hmm. so even though I could be in like a hundred percent the right, if YouTube just decides, oh, it's a little too risky, uh, mm-hmm. we'll just we're just going to say, just go, don't do it. <laughs> you should test that. I wonder if you if you were talking over top of the clip as it played, if it would, uh, hmm. uh, you know, juke around the the bots there and they wouldn't recognize it as the song because there's some yeah. other thing audio going over it yeah i don't know i, I, I don't know They're like r- the last thing i did was someone who was singing over like christina aguilera and like mm-hmm. britney spears and they were singing over that and calling it their original song and that got copyrighted striked oh. but when i did it and i reviewed it i did not get copyrighted striked yeah, so who knows weird how that works yeah, actually, now that I think of it, yeah, when my schools have had talent shows and stuff has gone up on Facebook, we'll flag stuff like that, too, even if a kid is singing along with the track. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, if you were, if you were talking over and it was something that wasn't part of the song, I don't know. It's don't all know how great. The, yeah, how, are, how computers are, are recognizing that stuff, even especially if, like, because you would just play, like, here's, like, the chorus, like, three seconds of the chorus or whatever. <laughs> It's really surprising to me that, like, without the intro or, like, lots of times they're recognizing it by the exact track length or, like, mm-hmm. the metadata or something that's in it. But for it to just pick up, like, a little three-second bit of a Weird Al song and be like, nope. Yep. They're getting smarter. Yeah. Growing. Learning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, Cactus Malpractice. People should go check it out. 
it's a good time uh, and a good time was had by all and i think uh i've had a good time here getting to know you garrett uh did you enjoy yourself oh of course of course Good to hear. Good to hear. And I believe you were already signed up for, this was back in the day when I let people sign up for more than one song at a time. <laughs> you are signed up for something else uh, to do with me later, aren't you? I think so. I, I completely forgot when I made that that I'm list. I completely forgot what, where Replicant. I'm... Ooh, yes. Replicant. Ooh, yes. Replicant and Pencil Rain. Man, you did get in on the early days. I let you sign up for three songs. Yes. The, right. Yes. Once once things started rolling with the podcast, I'm like, whoop, I can't do that. Almost all the flood is gone. I had to, <laughs> like, immediately, yeah, I st- people started giving away some of the big songs because they're like, I'm hogging them. I, and, I tried uh, my best know. to get some of the, the, the lesser knowns, but I was like, oh, I yeah. need Pencil Rain. <laughs> Oh, yeah. If someone wanted to do, like, three songs off of Here Come the ABCs, I'd be all about that. <laughs> no one wants to do here. I've done one in, in 100, and this will be episode 171. I've done Flying V, and that is the only song off of Here Come the ABCs. <laughs> That's right, everyone. Listen above. Message Greg quick. They're going to go yep. fast. Get on it. Right, yeah. <laughs> they immediately now. It's still going to be... I don't know. I mean, the kids' ones are tough as it is, but that one just seems to be the least beloved, I suppose. I don't know. They really dialed it in on the one, two, threes. I mean, they won a Grammy and all that, too. It is, uh, it's it's still a good album, people. So, anyway, people can find This Might Be a Podcast at thismightbeapodcast.com. Go to thismightbeapodcast.bandcamp.com to hear stuff that I've talked about as well and to order Purple to Pay. Um, and hit me up on Twitter at this might be a pod. Email me this might be a pod at Gmail and leave me voicemails at two two four eight zero one two nine three zero to get in the mailbag segment of the next episode. So, yeah, I think that covers it all. Garrett, thanks for being on the show, man. Hey, no problem. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. Sky, that if you peel apart a golf ball, the deep inside they put some alien blood on